All right, guys, welcome back to a bond load episode, which means I pulled my phone out and felt the need to drop this with you guys. So today I just got back from a networking event called Try New Things, and I'm so freaking pumped because it is in a co-working lab space in downtown Orlando. And since I've gotten out of my house, I have already connected with so many amazing women, uh, whether it's from Toastmasters or from these events. And I'm just reminded of, you know, the whole premise behind mind and body, which is community and just how much I too needed that community. So anywho, I've come home today and I'm getting ready to like start my official work day. I've trained one client in person, But aside from that, I haven't really done a lot of work stuff. And my brain is like, I don't want to move forward until I can get the answer to this thing that is plaguing me, which is what is the next step in my business? I've got no less than 1,001 ideas per second on how we can generate profit um, now that we've changed our model. And if I haven't given you guys enough details about the model change, well, I've officially... We've stopped pushing the premium fitness coaching model. It is still offered. So if people do want to work with Coach Des one-on-one or if someone is just adamant about working with me and is willing to, you know, um, pay the price for that because I don't, I don't really do that anymore. But like it's there, but it's not the business model. The business model is building a community. And in order to do that, my idea is that we're making resources and community available to women so that they everyone doesn't have to be required to drop three thousand dollars to get quality coaching and quality community right so anywho with that said it's kind of you know the numbers don't equal out the same I could have the same the amount of clients that I have right now if they were all still premium clients I'd be you know, I'd be legit. But right now where we're at, because we've lowered it to the membership model, that is, that has caused me, not caused, but I've had to start finding income in other ways and release this attachment to what was going on last year, which was, oh my gosh, well, specifically with fitness coaches. Oh my gosh, if you're an online fitness coach and you're still training people in person, you're wasting your time, you're training your time for money. And during the the whole entrepreneur craze, like that made sense. Like, yes, of course, everyone's trading their time for money until you start selling products and things that don't require you to be there. But to shame entrepreneurs and coaches into thinking they're not real business owners if they have something other than their high ticket fitness program or high ticket coaching program to support them really did me personally a disservice because it was like, okay, money's drying up because we went through inflation last year and things that are intangible like life coaching and mindset coaching, which is what I specialize in, are getting harder to market or people are not as quick to, you know, give you their card or swipe a check. What, what did we say? Swipe a card or put money down. They, they're a little bit more you know, focus on how they're going to spend their money, which is why I started creating like more affordable courses, whatever, whatever. But (laughs) all that to say, I have been trying to figure out, God, what is the next step for me? Like, what, what do I need to, I have this idea to do this. And then I have this idea to do that. And then I have this idea to do that. And I don't know when I should do any of them. If I should do any of them, should I do them all now? Should I wait? Is this a first quarter thing? A second quarter thing? Like it is so overwhelming and this is what I asked for. 
I literally asked for exponential abundance on my vision board since last year. And fun fact, when you ask God, the universe, life for things, they don't come the way that you thought. So me asking for exponential abundance, I thought that meant more money than I would know what to do with. But I didn't ask for an abundance in money. I just said radical abundance, exponential abundance. I used all of the, the beautiful buzzwords about abundance and didn't once think about, well, what kind of abundance did you want? Instead of God just pouring in money from all over, God has filled my head with so many ideas I don't know what to do with. So I'm a little overwhelmed. And I'm like, I got to ground myself again because I never understood the phrase grounding, but I have to ground myself in something that is not as feeble, not feeble, not as um, fickle as the business is right now. You know, like back in October, I was like, oh my gosh, we're back. We've signed so many clients. We're in it. We're in it. And then it went back down again. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Just trying to figure out what to do. So that brings us to today. Or I'm sitting here and I can't get into my work because I'm like, what am I going to do next, God? What am I supposed to do? Do I go back and start training in the gym, even though I know that means no freedom whatsoever? That means I'm at the beck and call of whenever these clients can come train. Do I start marketing more in-person fitness on my own in my neighborhood? Do I start really trying to get life coaching clients again? Or do I really start focusing on offering consulting services for entrepreneurs, young business owners, and women um, that are just getting started? Where do I focus? And also, like, what am I doing wrong? We keep coming back to that. I'm seeing so many other people do well. What am I doing wrong? And here's a little nugget of wisdom that I have to keep reminding myself. We all kind of have patterns, cycles, themes, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm cutting an onion, guys. So I'm going to start cutting my onion. But what I've noticed about me is, one, the, the threes. No matter what restaurant I worked at, it wasn't until about three years into it. Yep, three years. <laughs> I'm a projector. That means we master systems and we teach them to people. So I used to claim that I was a slow learner. And now I realize now that I'm leaning into human design, that's just how I'm made, baby. Uh, but it would usually take me about three years to master a work environment. And on that third year, without fail, I always dominate. At, um, where was I at? At Shell Seafood. I was kind of high, kind of young, about 17, 18, 19. No, I started there at, all I know is <laughs> by the time I had Danny at 20 years old, I was running Shell Seafood. When I started, I was definitely not running that place. Um, didn't stay at Buffalo Wild Wings long enough to run it because it was terrible. Didn't stay at Longhorn long enough to run it. But I hopped. Freaking hated that place. I was so embarrassed that that's where God had put me. And by year two or three, Maybe even sooner, I was running that place, but I had to run away from it because it was killing me. I um, mean, it was, you know, it was terrible. Then we go to On the Border, Mexican restaurant, same thing. In the beginning, I was not that great at all. Everyone was making great money. And I just, I, have, I think I have a slow time adapting. I don't know what my issue was back then, but come year three, I'm the go-to. Like I wasn't an official trainer, but I was always training the new people. You want to know how to do something in the restaurant? Ask Bonnie. And same thing at NBC. I was off to a very horrible start at NBC. Um, started there in 2015. By the time 2018 rolled around, I'm employee of the month. Got a parking spot with my name on it. 
um, you know, just all these things. So the threes, I've noticed that it takes me about three years to get it together. I'm in my third year of entrepreneurship. So even though I feel like, oh God, other people hit the ground running and are just successful so quickly. And on the outside looking in, I, I had a lot of success very quickly and very early too. But I'm like, dang, man, what's wrong with me? And it's like, yo, it's year three, baby. It's year three, baby girl. You got to pop off. So that's number one. That's number one. That's something that helped me stop being so like hard on myself. Like, you know how you do. It usually takes you a while to get the hang of things. But once you do, oh, big. <laughs> right? So that that's one thing. So maybe you have cycles, seasons, or patterns that you noticed where, okay, I'm usually, you know, it takes me this long to do this, but once I got it, I got it. Or it doesn't usually work out for me the way it does for everybody else, but it works out even better. Whatever it is, take a moment and think about um, how you've actually, like, maybe experienced something like this in your own life, too. Okay, tip number two. I started pulling cards. Or I pulled one card. So I got this new deck. It's called Wisdom of the Oracle. Super dope. In the beginning, she talks about, you know, pray before you start pulling cards. And, and for those of you that come from a very heavy Christian background like me, um, I, I will definitely start talking more about my religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs. I've, I've danced around it, but I haven't really like dug deep into what I believe to be true. Um, but one thing that hit me recently is just how crazy it is that divination, even though that's like literally a degree at Bible college, uh, you'll see posts on social media where people are like talking to spirits and cards and divination of any kind is of the devil and it's witchcraft and all this other jazz. When if you look at what witchcraft really is, like, you know, not people with hats and brooms and necessarily cauldrons, it's, it's women like what? Using resources from the earth, plants, herbs, crystals and stuff. To do what? To heal people? To see stuff? Okay, cool. Um, in the Old Testament, we had the, and in the New Testament, we've got these priests who are the only ones that can talk to God. They do splashing of blood all over places. They do all kinds of crazy shit and they get messages from God, but that's not evil. And then, then you got the New Testament to all women can't even be in church. So that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys, if you can't see the misogyny, if you can't see the sexism from day one, like if we do it, it's a problem. You know, if the women start talking to God and seeing the future, that's a problem. But John, no, no, no. John the Baptist and everybody, like, you know, they can write the book of revelations and get all these visions and they're holy people, but we do it and we're freaking evil. Get the fuck out of here. Anywho, so the cards are not the devil. The cards are not channeling spirits. They're literally asking, they're just insightful questions. So I, you can do them a number of ways. You can pull one card where you're asking for a specific answer um, to something, or you can do like a two card layout or a three card. And I think the three card layout is like where you've been, the card you pull will, whatever card you pull first will be where you've been. The second one is where you are at now and then where you need to be or what's up next for you. And they're really just insightful questions and things for you to ponder on. Good grief, people. So anywho, now that I have... I can speak freely on that. So I pulled a card and my question was like, what to do next with money? Like, what the fuck is going on? What do I do? Like, do I just, do I go back to in-person training? Do I go back to what I was doing in 2021, which is a little bit of literally everything, life coaching, uh, mindset coaching, mentoring, fitness coaching, like everything, right? And go into full on entrepreneur mode, make money anywhere I can. Or should I start focusing more on the podcast? Or should I start focusing more on YouTube? Like, what should I be doing, God? <laughs> and the card that I got was why. Why? 
And now with each card, there's going to be three different, there's actually four different messages, but the fourth one you only read if you pull the card upside down, and that's called your protection message. But anywho, the first three, actually, I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, the, the first three messages are the ones that you're supposed to read on any card, and it sounds like this. So the first message that you'll get is a, where's it go? The essential meeting, meaning. So my card was why, and the essential meaning is motives that drive my intention and the power of knowing why. So then there's the oracle's message, which is just like a basic message from the card why. Um, and I got a really cool quote from it, which is, when you're clear about your why, your intention will then be a magnet for miracles. <sighs> okay. Um, so there's there's the essential meaning, and then there's the oracle's message, which I just kind of stole that from. The oracle's saying that I need to be very clear about my why I'm asking this question and why I'm looking for the answer, because it's going to tell me why I'm behaving this way and why I'm making the choices that I'm making. The second message on this card is the relationship message. You know, why, like unresolved feelings, why do we feel like this? Why did I say that in the relationship, that sort of thing? And then there's the prosperity message, which is about knowing the motives behind your career and your creative ventures is the ticket to your greatest success. So am I driven by a desire to serve? Does my prosperity impact the greater good? No motive is good or bad, but having agendas hidden from yourself will lead to disappointment and possibly failure. So we're gonna take, I'm gonna go in a, a slightly different direction than I intended, but the, the thing, that stuck out to me right there was this concept of secret desires. Now, if you're into the manifestation space, this is a huge thing. Secret desires will manifest themselves whether we want to or not, because the way that we manifest things is what we focus on, because what you focus on expands. And so if in the back of my head, like I was here focused on how I'm going to fuck this all up and I'm going to ruin my business. And I, I didn't ruin my business by any means, but I definitely let it crumble down because even though I wasn't saying it out loud, in the back of my head was this thought of, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to mess this up. So it's kind of like the white noise that was playing in the background of my head. And so ultimately I self-sabotaged in several areas because I, in the back of my head, all I could hear, I was programmed with, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to mess this up. Right. So think in another aspect when we have secret desires, like let's say, um, I, I, I remember specifically, I wanted to go to the beach with Caesar. Caesar's the mentor dude, uh, like love interest person that you're going to hear about so much more. And I'm tired of just calling him my mentor because he's not anymore. So we're going to call him Caesar. So I wanted to go to the beach a lot last year. I always want to go to the beach a lot. It's where I get grounded. It's where I see lots of water and I can feel abundant. And it's just, it's my happy place. And I've written, I started writing my first book out there. The beach is dope. And his response was, because he didn't quite understand um, all the woo-woo just yet. He's still learning. He goes, you spend too much time at the beach, Bonnie. You need to be working more. And there was some truth to that. There was definitely some truth to that. But it also made me feel guilty about not ever going to the beach. Anywho, even though he said that, I'm still Bonnie. So in my head, I'm like, we're going to the beach. I'm taking this fucking ass with me. We're going to the beach. We're going to the beach. And then lo and behold, um, one of his friends comes into town and um, says, oh, I got a place on Daytona. You want to come out? We're having a guy's night. Oh, Bonnie, you can come too. Even though it's a guy's night, bachelor party, whatever. It's fine. And so I remember being on the beach that night 
And I didn't say anything to him, but I just looked over at Teaser. He was like, you manifested this, didn't you? I'm like, of course I did. It was in the back of my head all the time. Even though he told me, you know, you need to not go to the beach as much. I always really, 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 really wanted to just go to the beach with him. And we ended up going one more time. And it was such a beautiful day. If you've seen the pictures of me and him, the ones where everyone was like, are you guys a couple yet? Um... I, it was like back in October for his birthday. I made a like a birthday post for him. But yeah, it was that day. And I manifested that even though I wasn't like plotting, scheming or planning it. It was in the back of my head. I want to go to the beach with Caesar. I want him to see me in my happy place. I want him to experience that. Da, da, da. So the secret desires come forward, right? Whether they're in the way you wanted them to or not. Those are all good examples, minus the, I'm going to ruin my business one, of how when we hide stuff from ourselves, if it's something that's truly like that we're focused on, it's going to happen. And if we're not careful, it won't happen in the best way. There's been so many examples of things that I wanted that I wouldn't, okay, my Jeep. I wanted to get a new Jeep and I was afraid to go get a new Jeep because I was afraid that I was going to ruin my business and not have the money to pay for a new Jeep. So I just kept putting it off until one day my old Jeep just kept dying on me. And it's like, all right, I guess we're going to get a new Jeep. So when you have desires, it's very important that you speak them and that you say them and that you don't try to hide them because then they will become the white noise in the background of your head and it will manifest no matter what. We don't know when, we don't know how, and we don't know what that would look like. But you're co-creators of your life, so if there's a desire that you want, why not speak it into existence, claim it, take ownership of it, so that the universe can see like, okay, he or she's serious about this, all right, let's make this happen for them. Because when we don't do that, we don't get as good as it could have been, right? I have a new Jeep and I love it, but imagine if I had been actively like, okay, I want a new Jeep with the sunroof because that's the one thing I don't have on this Jeep. That's the only thing that I don't have and it makes me sad. But imagine if I would have been actively manifesting a new Jeep, like instead of just passively like having it on the board, like, okay, when it comes, it comes. But imagine if I'm like, all right, God, I'm ready for this new Jeep that is silver, exactly how I want it. Granted, I love baby, and but she was the only one on lot. So I really didn't have a choice. It was like the universe is like, here, boom, you're either going to get this Jeep, or you're going to keep driving around in a rental car, wasting money or keep driving around and you're the car that's breaking down. So what, what will it be? Right. I don't want to have to do that anymore. I don't want the universe to have to give me an ultimatum. I want to be able to walk up and be like, oh, my God, this is I can't believe. Oh, my gosh. Right. My wildest dreams came true and then some. And a lot of us don't give ourselves the opportunity to do that. And so going back to this card, the prosperity message, it was asking me, what are your intentions for prosperity? And this, this is the whole point of this little mini short podcast that was oh, almost 20 minutes longer than I thought it would be. The point was when it asked, why do you want to be prosperous? And I had to be real. because I was like, wait a minute, why do I? And then I had to answer some real questions like, well, number one, I'm tired of the ups and the downs in my life. I'm tired of the feast and the famine. You know, um, I had to admit, like, I feel I finally deserve it. Before, I did not think I deserved it, and that's why I talked myself out of it, and I thought myself out of it, because even though I was doing so good, 
a piece of me just couldn't understand why are people paying me? Am I really like, maybe they feel bad for me. And that's, that's what I decided. I decided to entertain the thought that people felt bad for me rather than I have wisdom and I have a powerful voice and my words hold weight. Those are words that I have heard my entire life from people. Your words hold weight. You're, you're powerful. But I chose to believe people felt sorry for me. So that kept me in a very disempowered state for longer than I should have. Like on the outside, I was empowered when I'm talking to you about your life when I'm talking about so-and-so's life and when I'm talking about certain aspects of my own life. But when it comes to me feeling worthy of people actually paying me for what I do, I still didn't feel worthy. So when it asked, why do you want to be prosperous? I, I had to get real with myself, like stop being cute. Cause I, 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 I was journaling and I was cute at first. I was like, well, because if I'm prosperous and if I can have everything, then I'll show other women, Hey, it's okay to dream and it's okay to dream big and blah, 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 blah. And that is cute. That is like the, we call it Sunday school teacher answer. That is the life coach uh, answer that every coach wants to hear their clients say, we love it. We love it. But like, let's be real. What's the real reason why you want to be prosperous? And so then I started to think about all the guys that used to call me a hoe and a slut and I was this and I was that and would talk to me like I was absolutely nothing in middle school and high school, middle school, yep, and high school. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show them. And I was like, you already have shown them, Bonnie. You showed them in your 20s when you became a freaking upright, above reproach woman of God that walked the walk, that talked the talk, that was known as being holy and a powerful woman of God. You've already shown all those people that thought you were nothing what a truly powerful um, chosen woman of God you are. So it's not to prove them wrong. And I was like, well, shit, well, who, 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 who do I need to prove that I, you know, am bad because, you know, that's not, that's not my main priority, but I know it's one that I'm pretending doesn't exist so I can feel righteous. So who, who is it that, that I need to, what is the secret motive that I'm not admitting is a reason why I want to be successful? And then I was like, yeah, you proved it to everybody but yourself. Ugh. I wrote, why? Because I want those people that slept on me to see what happens when someone truly desires to change themselves. And after I wrote that down, I was like, those people is you. I want to be prosperous to prove it to me. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care anymore if people think that I must have failed as an online coach because I'm training people in person again. I don't care what anybody thinks if, heaven forbid, <laughs> but if I go back to serving to make a, a couple extra hundred bucks a week, like I don't care what other people think. I have a new mindset now. I'm, I'm founding a, a platform, a brand, an empire. I don't have time to be worried about pride and where my money comes from while I'm building that. I realize I got to prove it to me. And it was in that moment that I just experienced like an energetic shift of, oh, now it means something. Before, everything that I did was always for other people. Um, staying strong was for other people. Being successful was for other people. Going really hard in the gym and like just showing what my body can do so other people would respect me as a fitness coach. Um, and now I'm in a season where it's like, I get to do this for me. And I know that sounds so repetitive, especially in the female space. I'm doing this for me. Yes, you are, pump, pump, pumpkin princess, my love. Yes, you are. Ah! But also, do it for you. How good will you feel knowing that you did this? Because guys, every victory that I have, I do it imagining sharing it with you guys. 
And for a long time, that was powerful. Like, Bonnie, how do you get through the hard times? I always imagine myself on the other side telling you guys the story of how I got through. And I got that from church. I got that from being a leader. I got that from, you know, committing to the call, right? But I realized how self-defeating that was and that I only wanted to be victorious for other people because we had been taught I'm second, right? I'm, you know, nothing. Uh, and I did a little bond load on this, how there's a, a rap song, Christian rap song by one of my favorite groups, but he's talking about I have nothing good in me. No, like I, I get the tenets that Christianity is trying to teach us, but to a certain extent, especially nowadays, like that can just be damaging for you to tell people they have nothing good in them but God. Well, if they are a manifestation of God, then I am inherently good. There's just evil in the world. And I know that goes against Christian doctrine, whatever, whatever. But man, this whole idea that I'm just not good unless I have God. And it's not even the way that we should be understanding God or could be understanding God. It's through the lens of you're not good unless you have God the way that we tell you God is. That's the part that messed me up the most that I'm still psychologically recovering from. Because now I understand my connection with God on a deeper level. I can call God Mother Nature, Mother Earth or Father God interchangeably, source energy, the universe, life. And I don't feel like ashamed or that I blasphemed or that I've taken the Lord's name in vain because I understand that God is so much bigger than the box that humans have put them in. But for me to understand that I get to do something and have something and be something just for me, I'm literally about to break down in tears now trying to process that. Cause I'm like, you mean not, not to show other single moms that they can do it? Okay. You mean not to show other teen moms that they could do it? Okay. Okay. You mean not to show all my other friends that settled in life that they don't have to? Okay. Okay. You mean not to be a good influence for my kids and for my, my family members and people? No, you mean just for me? Oh God, all these years of I have nothing good in me, all these years of I'm second, I'm just the Lord's clay, I'm nothing but God's clay, all those years of, wait, so I'm worth something and I get to have good things, not just so I can show people how good God is. There's nothing against that. There's nothing against me doing this stuff for God's glory or to show how much the universe loves you. But this is something, I think that this was a huge mindset block of mine was that I get to have good things for me because I am worthy. And, I, and I've done this with women before, trying to help them find their worth. And I have all the while still not really been able to see mine. I'm going to tell you guys the real truth. In November was a month where I finally found my worth. November was such an eye-opening month. And that gets to be maybe its own podcast in itself one day. But just a long story short, November was the month that after uh, Caesar left to New York and I spent the entire month of October very mad at him, hurt, confused, frustrated, just couldn't, I just, I was still not processing his departure and the way it happened because it was not the way that either one of us had planned. And I was so mad at him, I didn't know what to do. And then I, I was replaying our whole year together and how he had been like, uh, what's the word? Low-key wooing me, but I couldn't see it because I was so used to men loving me in a very objectifying manner that I couldn't see what real love looked like. And all the while, this man's losing patience with me. Like, what do I have to do to get this woman to see, right? November, I woke up. 
as I told the story of our tumultuous relationship to so many people, and as specifically older men, so I can get good feedback. And the men were like, Bonnie, you really didn't think that this man could be into you? And I was like, no, I thought I was, you know, he's my mentor and, and, and he's so much more accomplished than me. And I'm just this little girl who doesn't know how to run her business. And he's telling me all the things and, 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 and I'm just, I'm just learning. And they're like, Bonnie, when, what is it going to take for you to see yourself the way that we do? And hearing, I want to say this man's about 60 years old, Blake. He's like my grandpappy at Toastmasters, best friend slash grandpappy. Hearing him say that, like, just from the bottom of his heart, like, how come you can't see it? I started to sit down and really process everything. Like, wow, you really don't see yourself the way other people do. Like, you exist in yourself, but you don't see yourself the way that people do. And I spent the entire month of November realizing who the fuck I am, realizing how powerful I am, realizing what I'm capable of doing and not doubting myself anymore. And so even though it's February and I'm just now having this new breakthrough, that the reason why I want to be prosperous is to prove to me not only that I deserve it, but that I can do it. Because as long as my motivation was for other people, that was great. You know, that that was cool, but the real motivation, the one that's not going to stop is for that little girl, the little girl who had been through hell and back is for the teenager who had also been through hell and back for the woman that continued to get up and keep fighting no matter what. That's who I get to be prosperous for. And anything else is a bonus. If I don't make another course, if I don't do another podcast, if I don't do another live, if I don't do shit, but pack up and move to Colorado and figure out a way to and start investing in crypto and stocks and just get filthy rich by myself, I get to do that. And I don't have to feel bad about not serving anybody else because, because I get to be prosperous, not just based off of my service to people. My service to people and my desire to serve people is why I will be prosperous. But just to have that breakthrough and realize that I get to have this not because I'm a I'm a you know social I don't want to, I guess activist and person that's trying to do good in the world and change the world. That's not why I get to be prosperous, but that's why I will be. I get to be because I get to prove to myself that I deserve this. And that's why things haven't come easily because there needs to be a level of look what I did, not look what I was handed. Look what I did, not look what I was, you know, whatever. Uh, just granted, I guess you will. So I... I hope that this, my little breakthrough, my little epiphany speaks to someone. I hope that this blesses someone's day. And if it did yours, do me a favor. You know the deal. Screenshot this bad boy. Post it to your stories. Shout me out so I can shout you back. If there was something that like really stuck out to you, shoot me a message on Instagram at Coach B-O-N-S, Coach Bonds. I would love to hear uh, what's going on in your life and how you're bossing up in different areas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode. Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. 
the topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in.